Reverend said he will turn it around. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the bright and morning star. There's nobody higher than our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's give God some praise this morning. He is worthy to be praised. You're not here by accident. You're not here because your alarm clock woke you up. You're here because our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, touched you with the finger of love and allowed you to be here this morning. To God be the glory. To our pastor in his absence, we're praying for you. To my wife, to my family and friends, thank you for your support. To my brothers in the ministry, God bless you. It's good to be here this morning. you have your Bibles with you, I'd like you to turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 16, beginning in verse 1. First Samuel chapter 16, beginning in verse 1. When you have it, say amen. And it reads, the Lord, I'll be reading from the NIV version. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be a king. But Samuel said, how can I go? Saul will hear about it and kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you, and, and I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Concentrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then the consecrated Jesse and his sons have invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord, Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadad and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, all the sons you have, are these all the sons you have? Mm -hmm. There is still the youngest, Jesse answered, but he is tending the sheep. 
Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent and had him brought in. He was ruddy with a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. He is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. Samuel then went to Ramah. I would like to use for a title today, overlooked by many, but seen by one. Overlooked by many, but seen by one. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Father, just thanking you for allowing us to wake up to another day, a new day of blessings, a new day of your grace, Father. Father, I ask right now, Father, that you just speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If I were to ask you, who is your favorite Bible character, with the exception of Jesus, I believe that David's name would be mentioned the most. Why? One reason would be there's nobody in the Bible who takes up more space than David. Another reason that David's name would be at the top of the list is because there's nobody in the Bible who looks so much like us in so many ways than David. In David, we're able to see so much of ourselves and what it means to be in a relationship with God. If I were to ask you what image comes to your mind when the name David is mentioned, somebody over here might say a shepherd boy, a musician, a king. Somebody over here might say a murderer, a liar, or adulterer. But what comes to my mind when I hear the name David is a man after God's own heart. Because David was a man after God's own heart. This, this really should be our main focus because we should all be chasing God's heart. First Samuel is the story about two men, Saul and David. Two men who represent two principles in the heart of every Christian believer. The principle of the flesh and the principle of the spirit. Saul was a man of destruction because his mind was set on the flesh. He was a sinful man. But David was a man of blessings because his mind was set on the spirit. He was a spiritual believer. Romans 8 and 26 says the mind of a sinful man is death. But the mind that is controlled by the spirit is life and peace. Now, now here in 1 Samuel, we'll find out how these two principles come to come conflict in our lives. The prophet Samuel was a human expression of God's voice to Saul and David. Samuel was known for his extraordinary faith and his ability to intercede with the Lord. Samuel's greatness did not come from his ideas or desires. But his greatness came from carrying out the instructions of God. Samuel was obedient to the Lord. How many times has God given us instructions on an assignment and we did not follow through? Our brothers and sisters, we have to be, learn how to be obedient to what God is telling us to do. 
And I know that's not an easy task. But some kind of way, we got to find time and be obedient to what God is speaking to us. Amen? I heard somebody say, be careful what you pray for. You might get it. And here's a case that proves that that is true. If we pray for something long enough, God will usually answer our prayers, even if it's not in his perfect will for our lives. But the catch is we have to be ready to face the consequences. True story. An eight-year-old girl begged her father for new, fast, ball-bearing skates. She said all the other kids have new, fast, ball-bearing skates. But her father resisted and resisted. And she begged and begged. She even pinned notes to his pillow at night saying, Daddy, please buy me new, fast, ball-bearing skates. Finally, he bought her some new skates. She put the skates on. She went out on the sidewalk, and she disappeared around the corner. Her father heard her crying, so he ran around the corner and found her lying on the ground, unconscious. She had fell and hit her head on the skates. So he rushed her to the hospital in a coma, and before midnight, she died. Sometimes we think God is unfair when he says no to our prayers. But sometimes a no answer can be a blessing to us. Because if we continue to pray to God until he says yes, we could find ourselves in a tragic situation. This is the case with the Israelites when God says yes to their prayers for a king to lead them. The Israelites prayed for a king to lead them, and in response, God gave them Saul to be their king. Saul started off serving the Lord and the Israelites, but as time went on, Saul began to be more concerned about himself instead of them being obedient to God. He began to disobey God. So because of his disobedience, God rejected him as king of Israel. Now the prophet Samuel begins to mourn over God's rejection of Saul. He is stuck in a moment that God has already moved on. It's a sad thing to be stuck in a moment that God has already passed. But God, God assured Samuel that there would be a replacement for Saul. He told Samuel to go to the town of Bethlehem and look for a man by the name of Jesse. And when you find him, tell him that I have chosen one of his sons to be a king. So when Jesse arrives in the town of Bethlehem, he tells the elders, he said, I have come in peace and I need for Jesse and his sons to be present. So when Jesse and his sons arrived in Bethlehem, the first son that catches Samuel's eye was Eliab. He says, Eliab just looks like a king. But God, God quickly interrupts, or interrupts and says, do not look at his appearance because I have rejected him. God does not look at the outside appearance. God looks at the heart. Let me tell you, you, you can have everything going for yourself. 
you can be attractive, you can be smart, you can be talented, but if your heart isn't right before God, everyone else may say yes to you, but God will say no. Samuel said yes to Eliab, but God said no. The next son that comes before the prophet Samuel is Abinadad. Again, the Lord says no. Now he comes Shammah. Again, the Lord says no. All seven sons come before the prophet Samuel, and none of them receive God's approval. Now the prophet Samuel begins to wonder if he heard God correctly. Finally, the spirit hits him to ask Jesse, are all your sons here? Jesse responds and says, there's still this youngest son, David, who was attending the sheep. David was given the least important job on the farm. As he attended the sheep, he was away from everybody else. He was ignored, passed by, and overlooked. I wonder today, is there anybody here who has been overlooked? Perhaps you have been overlooked in your family. You wasn't the youngest child. Perhaps you have been overlooked in your school. You wasn't a straight A student or a great athlete. Perhaps you have been overlooked on your job. You did all you could to help the company move forward, but when it came time for bonuses and promotions, you was overlooked. Perhaps you have been overlooked right here in the church. You wasn't a great singer or, or a dynamic speaker. But I want you to know today, before David became the king of Israel, he was considered a runt. He was overlooked by many, but he was seen by God. He was overlooked by his brothers. He was overlooked by his daddy. He was unknown to Samuel, but he was seen by God. David wrote in Psalms 139, 1 through 4, he says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You have searched my path and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, oh Lord, you know it. Sometimes, we don't want people to get to know us because we are afraid they might find out something about us that they don't like. But God knows everything about us, yet he still accepts us and loves us. He is with us through every trial and every situation, protecting us, loving us, and guiding us every step of the way. God, God saw three things in David. The first thing he saw was patience, because herding sheep takes time and patience. Because sheep like to do stupid things. They, they, get, they get stuck in holes. They get caught on vines and wires for no other reason than stupidity. And it is a shepherd's job to rescue them. Before sheep can be sheared and sold, they have to be fed, searched for, and protected from thieves and wolves. And it is a shepherd's job to be patient 
and wait. David learned how to wait for the Lord. That's why he could say in Psalms 27 and 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. You know what our problem is? We don't want to wait. We want everything right away. We want everything quick. We want everything fast. But we need to learn to be like David and wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. The second thing that God saw in David was he, he was responsible. David was responsible being a shepherd. Noah wasn't an important job. Noah wasn't an attractive job. Noah was it a job that got him a lot of attention. But David treated his job as though it was the most important job around. How many can say that they treat their job as though it's the most important job around? Do you carry out your responsibility because you are responsible or because somebody is watching you and you want praise? Do you praise and worship the Lord because you love the Lord or because you want people to think that you're so holy? Luke 16 and 10 says, whoever is responsible with little will also be responsible with much. Whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. It is important that we honor God in the small things. Because when we are faithful in the small things, then God can trust us with bigger things. Do you think God is going to bless you with a new house and you can't even pay the, the rent at your apartment? Do you think God is going to bless you with a new car and you can't even take care of the one that you have now? The third, the third thing God saw in David was he was humble. David was born the eighth son of a former. While his seven brothers stood in the presence of the prophet Samuel, David was in the middle of nowhere attending sheep. What, what David did behind the scenes allowed God to see humility in David, which is necessary when leading God's people. But now God is calling David from behind the scene to the front of the scene. Because when God sees a heart of patience, responsibility, and hum humility, he then gives you the command to come forward. It does not matter how long it may take for you to arrive because whatever God has for you is waiting for your arrival. No one can move it. No one can steal it. No one can destroy it because God has a plan and a purpose for all of us. Look, look, look at the scene. Jesse and his sons are all waiting for the arrival of David. All the ones who left David behind are now waiting for David to show up. But what's interesting is Samuel, Jesse brought all seven of his sons before the prophet Samuel and God rejected all seven of them and called for the eighth son, David. 
So as David approached them, the Lord says, rise and anoint him, for this is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers, in the presence of all those who left him behind, in the presence of all of those who overlooked him. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. Some, some, of, some of us are worried today if we have what it takes to be what God wants us to be. But we are not the important factor. It is the anointing of God that's an important factor for the situation. Because under the anointing God, we are more than conquerors. Under the anointing of God, we are victorious. Under the anointing of God, we are powerful people. After, after Samuel anointed David, he went to a city in Israel called Ramah. And now the scene shifts to Saul. Saul was tormented by evil spirit under the judgment of God. And now he needs someone to soothe him by playing music. So one of his servants said, I know someone who can play the harp, and his name is David. Before the, the event with Samuel, no one thought about David. No one considered David. But now that the anointing is on him, he cannot be overlooked. Our brothers and sisters, when the anointing of God is on you, it cannot be overlooked. It was the God in Joseph who got Pharaoh's attention. It was the God in Daniel who got Nebuchadnezzar's attention. Many of you may be overlooked, but the God in you cannot be overlooked. I may have been overlooked, and it may be because I'm short, but God saw my heart. Many of you may be overlooked, but God sees your heart. So if God is giving you the command to come forward, come on. Don't let no one stop you. Don't let no one get in your way. Be like the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. But when she heard about Jesus healing power, the Bible says she pressed her way through the crowd to get to Jesus. Today, press your way through the crowd to get to Jesus. Don't let no one stop you. Don't let no one get in your way. Because Jesus has a purpose for you. Well, knowing David was overlooked might not be enough for you. Well, there was somebody else who was overlooked. He was overlooked in his hometown. He was overlooked by the Pharisees and the priests. But God knew him. He was God's only begotten son. Even though he was overlooked, God called him forward to be the captain of our salvation, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Soon every knee shall bow. 
soon every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. I thank God for Jesus today because in him there is salvation. In him there is healing. His, I thank God for his presence in my life because in his presence there is joy. In his presence there is healing. In his presence there is joy. In his presence there is peace. In his presence is everything. In his presence means it tells it all. In his presence, in his presence, in his presence. Today, if God is calling you forward, don't let no one stop you. Don't let no one get in your way. Because you may be overlooked by many, but God sees your heart. And God has a purpose for your life. He will give you what you need for your assignment. If you don't believe me, I questioned God when God called me to preach. I say, Lord, if you called me to preach, rain on me. About 15, 20 minutes, it clouded up outside and it began to rain. And you know what I did? I got scared, first of all. And I walked outside and I stood in the rain and I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You had just answered my question. So my, my, my purpose is, if God is calling you, God will give you what you need for your assignment. And God bless you. Thank you.
Yeah. 